There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! We punched soul enough. Uh... <laughs> Punched it in the soul. We punched it right in the soul, straight to its core. Uh, next up is do 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 do. Incredibles two. Mm, I might have put it. I think I had it lower. I think I had, I had a little higher. bit higher. I did I have it lower. I had it higher. I had it higher. I had it higher. Yeah. I, I wait. That's that's one. The oh yeah. You oh, grabbed oh, oops, the wrong I poster. Yeah. Oops. oops. Uh, it's, 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 it's a it's an easy mistake it's a, because very, the posters are very similar because right. these two because plots are right. very similar the villain's plot is very similar the hero's plot is very similar everything is similar so with this movie it had a production um a production nightmare that i feel like because of that i kind of was a little bit more easier on it uh so apparently this movie this movie came out in 2018. Um, yep, yep. However, it was originally slated for 2019. The movie was switched to 2018 because Toy Story 4 was still not ready to release. So Brad Bird directing Incredibles 2, he they did Pixar and Disney basically said, release this a, a year earlier. You have to, Toy Story 4 takes precedent. Um, so you're gonna have to make do with what you movies. have. It apparently this is during Pixar's craze. It is still during Pixar's craze of a movie every year, and you can tell that there were some plot elements missing in Incredibles two compared yes. to the other one. Because I mean, I, I I did a deep dive on this for like Brad Bird. There were a lot of things he wanted to do with Incredibles two that he couldn't because he had one year less to develop the movie, wow. and that's a shame because people were waiting for this movie for. For years. Over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Over a decade, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And it doesn't fall into the trap of a prequel. Like, people, this, this, things happened, you know? People wanted to see what happened after. I do have to, uh, I was talking with this with um, the Lady Chrome, and they say, they said that they found, like, real enjoyment out of it because it's a very sapphic storyline um, because... A, a woman is like freeing herself from the familial and domestic constraints oh, and to nice. see to see that and to even to see the villain who doesn't fit into like the stereotypical like gendered roles like by looks by station by you know um by perceived intelligence by um is nice to see and they find a lot of enjoyment and they said that a lot of other women Find, and a lot of AFAB people find this movie enjoyable because of the sapphic storytelling. Um, so I just have to throw that in there uh, because I thought it was a different perspective that I didn't necessarily consider. I like that aspect. Um, and that was something I was going to talk about with this film is 
you know, in the beginning where Mr. Incredible is like, yeah, go, I, I can handle it and I, I can do it, whatever. And like, it's something easy that she's doing. And then he finally is with the kids and trying to deal with Violet and her emotions. And then he needs help with math and all this stuff. And he math realizes math. <laughs> and he realizes how, how much she does at home. It's like a job. Um, and then she's going to pursue her um, career as Elastigirl and coming back and all of that. So that's something that I really liked about this film. Was it like, oh my gosh, best film ever? No, but I like that they threw that in there, the switching of gender roles and all that. And see, I would, and see, in okay. I believe the best parts of the incredible films, both films, is the familial aspects of the films. Like right. those are the most kind of, like you know they they keep you seated because if not they'd just be another run-of-the-mill superhero film so the role reversal for me was fine you know it's just the fact of the matter is i i i i love elastigirl taking the lead here but it's just the lead in the same story because it's literally the role reversal and it is a disgruntled non-superpowered person uh trying to get rid of soups Right, they call them soup. No, they don't call them. supers. Uh, supers. Uh, supers. <laughs> Soups. That's from that's that's the boys. Um, the boys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the same plot. The villain has the same, uh, you know, grievances with supers, and um, I I feel the world building in Incredibles is also really good, and what people from a ten year plus gap of between a sequel and the original. We wanted to see that world built more, but this film did the weird thing of picking up right after the original. That was an odd choice. Yes. Um, and I don't, I think, yeah, I would say many people did not like that choice because we because wanted to see. Because they the GameCube game. Well, right? <laughs> there was a GameCube <laughs> game uh, where you played as Mr. Incredible in Frozone and you had to take on the, was it the mole? The uh, Underminer. The Underminer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was just like, it was like two steps back in this world building. Uh, now they did it, they did talk a little bit about it and it makes sense that yeah, maybe super, supers are not necessarily right away welcome back, but it was still kind of stagnant as far as where we left off in the original film. So I just feel the sequel didn't push itself enough to where it could be because the first world building and the first Incredibles was amazing. The familial structure was amazing. And this, this sequel just fell short. It just didn't live up to what it could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that was the one part that I actually liked about Incredibles two was kind of like how they reversed basically what happened in Incredibles one. Uh, you know, Bob was the one sneaking out and wanting to be a superhero and live the life while he was leaving um, Elastigirl to take care of the kids, the family, you know, live, have a family, actually have a family. Uh, this time it's reversed. Elastigirl's living the dream of being a soup in, in broad daylight in public. She doesn't have to hide it. Whereas uh, Bob is the one that has to take care of the kids, help Violet with her emotional troubles and, um, I, I like that part of it, but yeah, I, I think this would have benefited from like a time jump from Incredibles 1. Yes. Like show the heroes established already. And, and, and you can still keep this this plot element. You can still have mm -hmm. it where 
you know, Elastigirl is still the one going out being the hero while Bob has to stay home and take care of the kids. Um, and a lot of the story beats you can keep the same, but I feel like it loses itself because when you're waiting like 15 years for a sequel to one of the best Pixar movies ever made, you kind of wanted progress. You wanted progress to take place. Or even even if they just switched, you know, the how the villain hates supers, like somehow connect the villain to like the first movie or something, like something like that. But it was it was really the same, you know. First villain hated supers. This villain hates supers. You know? I hate them. <laughs> and she had a weird reason for hating them too. Uh, what? Because they were over reliance on them, right? Uh, no, the, the parents. Well, the, the parents, parents were. were. The yeah. parents were. Yeah. Therefore, we should get rid of super. I don't know. <laughs> the, parents, the supers didn't get there in time, and her parents died. Come out. Was that her whole thing? She wanted to get rid of all the supers, though. That was that was her end goal. Yes. She wanted to, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I, I don't remember well, the logistics of it, but I well, remember the, the plot was. I'm pretty sure the plot was that she wanted to make it more like uh, more politics in in it, as in just like making sure that the supers are not doing any superhero works or anything. I mean, they, she couldn't do anything about like just getting rid of them, but she just wanted to just like keep the same uh, standard as just like just another, yeah, just a normal like, human being. Them you know right because... yeah. sounds to me like a bad plot because nobody can give me a definitive <laughs> I, I will say that this movie was like really memeable like there's a lot of memes with it and i, I like it in, oh you have uh, one in the background is that your yeah. standard mr bombastic <laughs> what are the that's, memes that's the thing as well. <laughs> where, like, where are the memes <laughs> <laughs> we're I mean... in a new standard now um but yeah it, i think they they were trying to like make it more like about just that the small details uh here and there like the math and math is kind of thing or like the scene where violet just like launches like water from her oh, nose the, yes yeah. and come on Ed, edna and the baby that yeah was hilarious. that was nice all right that's not enough you can make a tv show out of that not a movie <laughs> they made a Correct. short out of it there was one of the shorts uh think, showing shenanigans i think my favorite parts were like uh, Mr. Incredible uh, struggling with parents. Yeah, <laughs> again, so yeah. funny. The like, best parts are the familial. What does he say? He says cookie or something. Hey, cookie. Yeah. <laughs> He's so exhausted and tired. I do. I did like the math part. It's like, you can't change math. <laughs> math is math. And you know, I think I think this movie really. I think it would be better if it didn't have the twist villain. I think that dealing with the reemergence of supers into this world and then having Elastigirl be that head, be that face to reintroduce supers to the world is a good enough premise, like by itself. Mm -hmm. It is. No, like, I agree. You know what? I think it would make it better if, like, the, the reasoning why the main villain did it was because you remember the first scene that. Uh, I mean, not the first scene in the first movie where uh, Bob and and Frozone were um, doing a fire uh, mission or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, robbery. the police dispatch. So what? What if like they didn't save everybody and like they didn't save like parents of her and like it actually caught on to her and made everything just like 
go on to Incredibles 2. I think that would have been more relatable yeah, like and more like, it, you know, take it to yeah. the fan fictions on Reddit. The fan <laughs> I'll make sure to let them know. We will let them know. I mean, yeah, this could have been a better movie. It it was fine on its own, but being Incredibles, it just could have been so much more, especially being one of the few sequels that we've gotten from any franchise outside of Cars. <laughs> but uh, we are in sequelitis territory for number 18. Oh, um, Toy Story 4. 4, 4, Toy- 4. 4, come on. Why do you guys think 4 is that bad? 4 is the inferior, it's the bastard it, child of it, the Toy Story franchise. I agree, but I don't think it's number 18 out <laughs> I think so. Uh, I mean, I think Toy I had it higher. If it is Toy Story 4. I will tell you, there I definitely is a had worse film. There is a worse film. Oh, no, I actually know. This is where it's... I pretty much had Toy he... Story 4. AJ doesn't like Toy Story. Or, I'm sorry, Dr. Jace doesn't like Toy Story 2. And that's No, I, I like Toy Story 2. I love Toy Story 2. I love, I love, so you love, think love Oh, no, wait, hold up. Then you're going to be mad about this one. He said sequelitis. So if it's not Toy Story 4, then it's Finding Dory. Gasp! It is Finding Dory, fam. It's Finding Dory. Finding Dory. No, you don't. You do not like Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Out of all, okay. So compared to Monsters University, Incredibles two, Cars franchise, I'm not. Toy Story is a whole separate thing. Finding Dory is the superior sequel, although it is also cut and paste. But at least they connect it. At least they connect it to the first. How? How's it connected to they the They literally show the how how she got there? Yeah. Which was her just asking, where am I? Hi, I'm Dory. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm Dory. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I had it around this spot. I I don't know. I I had it higher. I yeah, had it higher. As well. wow. I found I, a deeper I I appreciation. Oh man. I mean, I like who voiced the octopus? That is um the dude uh from Love and, and Marriage. Oh, and, uh, okay. What's wow. his name? Or um, from uh that other show, Modern Family. Ted Bundy. His Ted Ted Bun- Bundy. No, that's his. <laughs> Ed Bundy. Ed, Ed Bundy. Bundy. Why would you agree? Why would you uh, say no, yes? I never him. realized how close yes, their the names were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ted Bundy from the grave. What's that <laughs> show called? Married with Children. Married um, with children. Oh, his right. name. His name is Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. There it is. Yeah. Ed I Bundy. said family matters, but I also meant Al Bundy. Children. It's Al, Al Bundy. Bundy. Not Wait, Ed who Bundy. is the actor? Al Bundy. The, the no, the character is Al Bundy. Ed in- O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. Finding Dory was just copy and paste of Finding Nemo. I mean, it had some new elements to it, like you know going into the aquarium meeting the octopus i like the octopus the octopus was like the probably the best new character uh, oh and then idris elba as the seal the seals, the seals come out okay i love the, the seals but were you, funny though give the other seal credit too that's dominic west i said seals yes but he I, said idris elba dominic I, west and idris elba they are famous because they were both opposite oh sides of the hit hbo show the wire 
I didn't watch that, so I, <laughs> I recognize Idris Elba, and I'm like, oh, Idris Elba. Real fans thought, recognize them both. I thought the seals were funny. I thought the octopus was funny. I thought the um, beluga whale. The beluga whale. That she's blind. She's like and the whale shark. Ooh. Yes. And Ooh. he's like, don't you see how swollen my head is? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's from uh, Modern Family. Yes, he is. That's um, Ty. Ty, uh, gosh darn it! Why aren't these names escaping me today? Yeah, you're caught. You're um, citing serial killers, and I thought all the new characters were good. The characters of Finding Nemo are not the problem. Finding the, Nemo, or Finding Dory, find, Finding Nemo franchise. All okay. the characters in the Finding Nemo, Ty Burrell, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, all the characters in the Finding Nemo franchise are relatively really good and funny characters, but yeah, this film is. More or less a copy and paste, um, except they kind of they drop the adventure. They drop the the they drop the journey. You know who they drop? The they drop Marlin and Nemo. They did drop Marlin and Nemo. It's they not their did. story. It's not their story. I'm, I was okay right. with that. But um, why did they even have them? You know why? Why just why not just have them be like in the beginning? Like, hey, where's Dory? And Dory was like, hey, I'm gonna come back. And then the, you know what I mean? Because no, because Dory helped Marlin get Nemo. They're returning the favor. That's their friend. They're okay, their family. How come, how come they can't have a bigger part in the movie than if they're if that's Dory's family? Why can't they have a bigger part in the movie? They got separated. Oh. What more you want? You want you want you want you want them there, right there next to Dory the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. I want I want them to be there and to be like from our family to yours, like have that moment. But no, you know what we get? We get. We get I think it's because Marlon is always kind of like Dory's crutch. They show in the beginning how she's like, hey, Marlon, you said go back to sleep. Hey, Marlon. Oh, and she did it by herself. Mm. That was the whole point because her parents would Put out the little shells when she was a girl she's like i did it all by myself and she did it by herself i think that that's where why they separated them i i like that actually i don't like that because in the first no. movie they what do you call it the whole point was them working together would like would cause like would lead them to success and also made them learn lessons that they wouldn't have been able to learn and I I disagree because I like that in Finding Nemo that, you know, you work together and stuff, but they kind of made Dory kind of seem like incapable other than memorizing the address. You know, Marlon kind of takes the lead on like where they should go and we, we're going to go here and there and, you know. Does, does, does Dory seem incapable or does Marlon doubt Dory at every single point? All right. I don't want to get too much into finding Nemo territory. However, I will say this from what you're saying, Nino, Marlon had to learn to rely on Dory and not look at her as, uh, you know, uh, what's incapable. the word? Well, incapable, but also a burden, you know, mm -hmm. he right. didn't want to because that's how he treated Nemo in finding Dory. This is Dory's story. The whole thing, her parents always said, despite her having short-term memory loss, her whole thing was, well, her parents always believed she could still do anything despite having mm -hmm. that, you know, 
disability. So with that said, this movie really showcases how she was able to navigate and find her way back to her parents, technically on her own without Marlon and Dory. Now also, wow. I'm sorry, Marlon and Nemo. Also, I'll say this too, when talking copy and paste, they separate these people or these fish because Finding Nemo's structure works well when you have two stories going on at the same time. Finding Nemo had an A and a B plot, and they gave Nemo and Marlon the B plot in this film. Copy and paste. I just don't, I just think that I don't like the messaging there because, especially for a lot of people with like that are neurodivergent, which Finding Nemo and Finding Dory are very big like allegories for like growing up with and dealing and living with like neurodivergency or mental illness and they it just it just like there's so much talk about like oh please always rely on your support system and like have a support system i don't like the messaging that dory did it alone i wish that they could all have done it together because in the end they support each other and love each other. But and they still supported each other, regardless if they were together. I, I, I just didn't like how it came out in this movie. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> you may not like how it came out, but Execution. the support was there. They That's why they were there. That's why they went with her. They just weren't together. So your argument for support, they're still there supporting her. I just, I just, you know what I mean? Like if for a movie, I just feel like they, sh they should have just kept them together instead of having so much shenanigans then there's no there's not there's not that it's you know if it's about the journey dory's journey is quite easy if she does it with them and there's less of a movie this and that's what it comes down to it should not have been a short it sh maybe should not have even been a sequel <laughs> Oh, you wanted a prequel? Interesting. <laughs> no, you could have left finding How Nemo did well Marlin enough alone. And uh, oh god, what's her name? You mean I to tell me uh, we can't just assume Dory grew up and moved out the house and ran into Marlin? She had to get lost. You know what this sounds like? I it sounds it was like good. Ellen DeGeneres was like, "Disney, give me the movie where I star." She was a big part a of star. making this movie. She was definitely pushing for this movie to be made. This was a Cars two scenario. And now, and and now, look at her. People are pushing for her to stop, to stop uh, making stuff. Also, I do, I do want to say that, like, um, like this is the range where, like, like from eighteen, maybe close to nineteen. Uh, this is like where the movie is not like bad, but it started going to that pretty good area of like movies in general, right. I, yeah. I I think from night starting with Incredibles two onward, we're kind of out of the territory of this movie was terrible. I can't oh, stand watching this. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any it, sense. Because oh, onward does. still has to be it on. The <laughs> Listen, we're out of the absolutely garbage. Um, Pixar and why are we, why haven't we talked about <laughs> onward yet? We will talk about onward right now because it's the next one. <laughs> I liked Onward. Yeah, I like Onward. I thought Onward oh, was not terrible. Like okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. It's a great it was the best movie ever. If your height of movies is like a C tier 
like direct home to video movie. That's the best movie. That's the best direct home to video C tier movie ever. But it does not hit the stratosphere of anything else. It's, I'm not. It's, I'm not. Ex- like I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh my God, onward in the top 10. It wasn't in my top ten, but it was. No. It was fine. It was. It was yeah. a fine movie. Yeah. It's pretty hot like there. I enjoyed it more than any of the sequels, any of the sequelitis movies, like Finding Dory, Incredibles two, Monsters University, um, Cars, Cars two. Oh, Cars two. <laughs> Cars two was so much higher. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought. For for because this was after a time where um, Pixar kind of just stopped doing the whole sequel stuff that they've been cursed to do for like the yes. previous like five years or so. Um, so I think this being somewhat of a return to form, just like make a new adventure. I thought this was fine. Am I gonna that be watching it again? Probably not. I, I but listen, the the first time we watched it, Doctor Jace, you were with me. I fell asleep. Throughout like this entire movie, I remember because Captain Falcon and I watched, and I was like, "Dang, I thought I was only asleep for like five minutes." I don't I, know. And I anything. told you this. I told you said I was only asleep for five you know, minutes. His, no, his, you were asleep for an hour. Yeah. His go-to is I've been asleep for five minutes, but it's really an hour. I I miss this whole movie, <laughs> and I can honestly say, looking at the the list that we have already talked about, this one actually did move me to tears. And I think, um, yeah, I was surprised, too. I was very surprised. Um, I just think um, it was a fun movie. I think the two leads are pretty good. And, you know, we hear we talk about world building. It was funny to see a lot of these scenarios with these mythical creatures, these magical creatures. Like you talk about the lackluster world building in Monsters University. Why the hell is the centaur driving a car? That's hilarious. That was so <laughs> funny. Like how, how no 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 no. The fact no, he could not no, fit in the this car. This is why you are wrong. No, onward onward <laughs> the world building and onward to me suffers from the same thing as Monsters University. Lack of creativity. It's just capitalism like 90s capitalism America. Yeah, and actually Boom. that's the whole point of the movie. They literally say the creature stopped using magic. A long time ago. It- I I just can't. I just can't. I just look. I watched it. This was, I think, the first movie um, that came out. Um, during it came the out. Pandemic. In, it came out in 2020. It is. It mm, got it hit by the pandemic. Like it was it released pulled, in theaters. It well, uh, Yeah. And they, they then they pulled it out and put it to Disney Plus. Right. So, right. yeah. So when like. I watched this movie and I I just can't go back to it. I just find it very like mid, very mid. Like it's it's mm. not a bad made film, but it's just I I enjoy Finding Dory and Incredibles two a lot more than Onward. No, I could say that's I will debatable. Say, you can I will say it. Incredibles two and Finding Dory were higher on my list than Onward, but I enjoyed Onward. I liked. Oh my gosh, when they started doing the list and he started checking off the things, I lost it. I was crying <laughs> because then he realizes his brother was there the whole time doing like kind of filling that father role. And then he lets him be the one to meet him, even though that's what he wanted. Oh fearful. my goodness. That was a great, you know, look at what he slept. Why couldn't they both see him? 
It, the it, point. It, she it, just said why. I literally just said why. That's the point. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, why? I don't know. I don't because, know. Because he was because they both couldn't see him, and he said, "You know what? I had I've had my brother. That was your father figure because you, you didn't have anybody it. else. Mm-hmm. I had you." And I, I actually, you know, talking about vocal performances, Tom Holland. Uh, thank God, Doctor Mondo's not here. I think. Tom Holland really did a really nice job voice voice performance here. Chris Pratt as well, even if you don't like Chris Pratt, uh, you know. But just um, forgettable in this movie to me. I think this movie is very forgettable, and I would like to forget it. it well, but you haven't. <laughs> oh, but because I'm he not, was just reminded. Not, of by, its not by not by my own choosing. But I I agree though. Like where we are right now, I feel I can interchange these films easily easily yeah, yeah. depending um, on like my around the same tier this is where we're probably going to disagree on a lot of films placement i think we were all on the same page that cars relatively belong towards the bottom but now this is where heads might start budding um so above onward at number 16 <laughs> interesting line. It has to be. It has to be turning red. It cannot be this higher up. <laughs> no, I, for me, Luca. Luca. No, interesting. No, I'll say because whatever you say, you're saying a bug's life is better than whatever yes. is out here. I'm I, saying Inside Out. No, Ooh, no, Inside Ooh. Out is very. I'm. I don't think it's Inside Out. I'm saying. Bugs I really life. do think it's a bug's life. Like, unfortunately, Nino's on life? the money. It is a bug's life. I've been I, on the money. I will this admit, whole... I'm I'm glad it made it this far. I'm glad it made it. I'm this not. Far. I'm not. <laughs> I went back and watched this film, and knew I don't know something. It is a terrible film. Like Why? it's not a terrible film. No, it's film. not. It's not a it terrible not film. A terrible film. I, I, I'm 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 exaggerating. But let me tell you something. The movie doesn't. It's the the characters, all the ants. I wish they were squashed. The grasshoppers. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about. The only good part of the, the only great part of the movie that I actually laughed and enjoyed for the circus. Everything else is forgettable. It's not fun. It's not cool. I don't like. Who it. do you speak for? Just yourself, I hope. Right. <laughs> right. Society. <laughs> Everyone is the whole. I liked a bug's life. I I don't know. This was probably the one movie that I had not seen the longest. Um, like in terms of like when was the last time I saw it. This was definitely like when I was a child child, like when the last time I watched it. We were four years old when this movie came out. Some people won. Or two. (laughs) Some people won or two. Um, I I like The Bug's Life, man. Kevin Spacey is not in the limelight anymore for very good reason, but I thought his performance as Hopper, it it was intimidating. Hopper is top tier Disney Pixar villains. He is very yeah. intimidating villain. Whether that's a a comparison to how he was as a person in real life, <laughs> but he was Spinning. he was very exactly he was very intimidating in this movie. I think he's one of the better villains um, in Pixar's catalog, and maybe that's just going to the vocal performance. Um, I the main character Flick. I don't know. I kind of just shrug at. He's kind of. No, I like Flick. I like him, but like he's. I feel like he's kind of forgettable. Um, I don't know. He's like. uh, He's uh, he's a little. eh. Listen, when Flick when Flick steps up, you know, leave her alone. Out of all the ants, he's the only one. And then. Go ahead. 
Taker. Right, right. And then, and then. <laughs> That's Kevin know, Spacey, not Flick. You know, <laughs> Flick's journey by the end of the film, you know, Flick stands up the same scenario. He's got Dot in his hand, you know, uh, and he's like, and he realizes he's like, you know, ants don't serve grasshoppers. It's you that needs us. I like, okay, I like that. And I you like know that. it, don't you? And he calls Hopper out on his BS. It was good. It was but good because it's not at that point where all the other ants too realize that they outnumber the they were just falling in line. It's it's yeah. Flick who has to make them realize it. And but here's the thing. Here's the here's the issue with that. Flick as a character is completely terribly written. Is he supposed to be confident? Is he supposed to be um, a scared little baby at the beginning? He's a mixture of everything. Why is there a romance plot in this movie? Why? Why? Uh, Answer me that. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't call it a romance plot. There's a romance the, the, element. People fall in love. It's not people a plot. But I wouldn't say it's a plot because it's yeah, not Yeah, it doesn't centered. move the plot like, he's along. Not, he's not doing all this stuff to impress her. And right. she's but not... This, I, I don't know. I think she just was attracted to him. I would not call it a romance like, oh, wow. plot. No. But the scenes would make you believe because they spend so much. There's like multiple scenes in the movie where it's just like they force them together through as the plot's moving forward. And it's just like, oh, let's check in with how they're doing. What, like when their the antenna gets forward. tangled with each yeah, other? That, that, oh was, my God, it, that was that was why. That was I think, I, think the, I think him being kind of all over the place was kind of the point. Like being confident, but then also scared. Like that's kind of how you approach any type of situation that's like kind of st stepping up Intimidating, to, yeah. Intimidating, but, yeah. But also with the romance plot, you want to call it a romance plot this whole time. He's building trust and they now trust him and they now actually see the worth in Flick. But at the same time, he's lying. He's making the lie worse and worse. The closer he grows to uh, Princess Ada, that's going to make the truth bomb hurt even more. And but that's what's happening. I just don't believe that a cowardly little shaky little ant that, that he's supposed to be would ever do something like that. I really and do that's feel. That's the point, though. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. And, and, and there's a bunch of scenes in this movie, especially with like the ants. Like the the, the dialogue is terrible. It's like, oh, I know. I'm just so upset that I can't do this, and then explains heavy exposition after exposition, and like trying to mask it as character features. The ants don't have any characteristics. They're just like, we are ants and we don't trust Flick and we don't, we're so suffering. Oh no, boo hoo. Every single ant is like that. Flick is the only one that is just terribly written. I just, I, I went back and watched this film and I was like, I wasted 90 minutes of my life. Uh -uh, no, BS, BS. No, yeah, BS. you are, I, way, I will watch this movie again with you because you are off. One Ooh, only like seven ooh, ants have only seven him. ants have like any kind of character in this film. So the Wrong. fact that you say they're all the, they're all they're all the same character. No, no. I, what I will say, what I will say, I feel like this was supposed to be more of like a technical marvel for Pixar at the time because before this movie was only Toy Story one, and I remember even as a kid, like the behind the scenes documentary, they were really emphasizing how many things they could put on the screen at once from a computer animated um the water scene. the water the water the water especially just the simple 
um, telescope. I remember yeah, I re- the reflection. That, that looked like, cool. Yeah. That was cool. It looked cool. It looked like, cool. Showing a hundred ants on screen. It was good. Yeah. I will say that I I had a, a when I was a kid I had like a the three DVD box set of Toy Story one, but Bugs Life and then Toy Story two, um and they had like the 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 features and stuff like that. And yeah, right. it definitely did seem like this movie. They really emphasized like the same thing with Tarzan, um, and I think they came out in relatively Ooh, the same amount of yeah. time. Mm-hmm. The featurettes were always they're either focused on for. I'm just comparing Tarzan to this movie. Were focused on like the 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 technology that it took to animate certain sequences, and then I was like, and now looking back on it, it's just like you had no, you did not mention anything about. The, the story that needs to be told or anything like that. You were just talking about how difficult it was to make this movie. They wanted to up the ante that much. I the ante. <laughs> ah, which was better, Bugs Life or Ants? Not here. Oh, Bugs told. Life. Bugs Life. Bugs Life is better because Ants is a Woody Allen film. So it's it's very weird. Two two ant movies. Don't go down the rap. Well, don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't okay, but no, no, two ant movies. Two ant hole. movies. There's a history are, with it. There's there is a, a history. There There's is a, a reason history. why. Yeah, There's and a reason then, why. Okay, but it, why do the two ant movies that came out in a very specific year both are tied to like pedophiles and predators? There is a history. There's a history. <laughs> Even with that, I guess. <laughs> There's a history. There's a and maybe maybe somewhere down the line we'll do a DreamWorks uh, ranking list for DreamWorks films. And, and we'll we'll go down the rabbit hole for Hell, when DreamWorks and, is accessible to everyone. Oh right, right. They don't have an accessible, uh, you know, streaming list at the moment. Buy the movies. Uh, Just buy the movies. All of them. Yeah, uh, no. Buy the 4K. I'm not buying box. Turbo. What was wrong with? Tur- you know what? No, I haven't here. seen it. I haven't here. seen it. Rabbit uh, hole. Oh, no. Right up next after a Bug's Life, I had this a lot lower on my list. Um. um Oh, I, brave! Do 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 do. It okay. is brave, brave, brave. It is. I don't so, know. Like when I originally watched Brave, I didn't think much of it. It was kind of like the one of the few Pixar movies that was like, it, it's not for me. And then upon rewatching it, before I, I did the rewatch, I was like, there was, there has to have been something that I missed with Brave. Like maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe. You know, just something. I think I'm gonna like it a little bit more this time. I'm in the same spot with Brave again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I'm not. This was lower on my list. This was lower. This was like so, maybe like 18, 19. So I recently just watched it for the first time a couple of days ago, um, and I watched it, and then I told you know the lady Chrome about it, and then I was like, yeah, I th- I, I don't know, and then. They explained it to me and, and I completely missed what the story was trying to tell me. But they also kind of explained that this was probably another movie that was just more technical than it was. Oh, the hair, like, the, yeah, the, the hair, hair. physics. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of beauty in this film. Um, I feel like a lot of it went into the technical aspect. They missed the faces, though. Some of the faces are very uncanny valley. Um, I also feel like sometimes it's hard to do a period piece um in the real world because this is real life scotland this is not like onward in a fantasy made up world but then have real life 
like dialogue like the mother was saying oh we just want to give you everything that we didn't have as children um and that line like i was like this sounds very much like family who has finally made it to middle class and now the daughter does not want to go to like med school because the family is telling her to but Goodness, instead of, that was the reach that, that was <laughs> that, that was to me that was to me where it went like the conversation they were having throughout the film but i was like this is supposed to be in scotland at that time like if you know what i mean like th- my brain was always thinking if the king says you're getting married he's going to be like oh you said no well you're going to say yes now you know what i mean i just saw it as like a tradition piece like you know the, their tradition is to marry off the daughter to you know unite the lands together i mean a lot of um monarchies do that so i just thought and you know uh what's her name uh it starts with the merida merida um she doesn't want to do that she she's as wild as her hair i know that was the whole point you know she's like a fiery fiery redhead that was the whole point this is one of the movies where i was thinking where like if i would have liked it if it came out earlier because um i think it came out if i'm right it came out in 2012 yeah 2012 right 2012 yeah. so it was like for like most of us it was like our senior year um and i think i was like for me i was just transitioning into just like like not kiss movie kind of thing and i was just like oh well i don't think this movie's for me so like i i definitely skipped it and i watched it recently and i was like i wonder if i would liked it if i if it, like if i saw it when it came out or like if if the movie came out earlier if i would have liked it more uh, so like when on my list I had it like pretty low on the list, but that's uh, I think that's the only reason of it. it. It was pretty cool. Like the visuals were pretty awesome, but it, it didn't hit me. No, that yeah. I mean, the story was. Oh, the message was. The message. Uh, I mean, one I did skip this too in 2012. Uh, didn't really interest. <laughs> this is your me. first time watching it. No, I I watched it years ago, but after the theatrical release, I watched okay. it for a second time yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. Captain Falcon's first time, and she was like, "Well, what's it about? Give me a synopsis." I was like, "Um, it's like a girl who's rebellious. Oh. She butts she butts heads with her mother, and then they have to come together because they don't see eye to eye." And honestly, the more I actually, I just thought about it just now too. One, when I was explaining to her yesterday, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of see elements of like turning red in here. Um, you know, There's as far as some, the, yeah. Yeah, as far as the, yeah, just kind of. Well, because the, they both have red hair. No. <laughs> no, because of the mother. Because at the core of this movie, it is the mother and the daughter's relationship right, is at right. the core of this movie. And it's essentially. Uh, kind of just animal. Well, okay. Oh, <laughs> the oh. animal thing is okay because I know you got something to say about the animal thing. They're both like bearish, bearish well, relationship. No, no. Oh my they're god, both, the they're both different. Copy paste. No, they're both different as far as the animal thing. But like at the core, it is women have a role to play. You have one of the women who does not want to con. Fr- uh, con- uh, what's the, um, conform. conform to that role, and you know, uh, 
it's and then it really came down to what what i think was a better film um but it's like both different aspects of the mother-daughter relationship with that said i thoroughly enjoyed this movie a lot better than my first outing with this movie i think i had more of a you know kind of a better perspective on the kind of the world and like you know defying women's roles in the patriarchy and all that jazz what, what i really i really like this film because it was it was about the mother-daughter relationship but to me there was a lot of aspects of like personal growth too and that's why the whole bear and her kind of seeing her mother well in the beginning where she's like oh don't don't do the archery or like don't shoot because you're gonna make the men feel uncomfortable you know you're gonna embarrass right. them but no no she said you embarrass them oh so you embarrass them <laughs> and it's like you know she's in a situation where she's uncomfortable but the whole aspect with the bear um and even the the witch what she said to remember those words and she says um uh, what does she say she says um men the bond look inside or something like that oh and that the was the look, riddle the, men men the bond that was broken by pride yeah men the bond that was broken by pride right yeah. and it was to me it was like look inside kind of look inside yourself look at those like emo like negative emotions those negative feelings that the mother was obviously trying to hide because she's trying to be perfect right um and then she gets turned into the bear and then when she's like oh like you just turned into a bear like you were a bear inside or like you know you're gonna be a bear forever and it was to me it was kind of a message of like oh you kind of have to embrace and look inside and embrace those imperf imperfections and those negative emotions in order to like not become a bear forever like not be this bitter person which she was obviously kind of bitter towards her daughter because she didn't want her to like she wanted her to conform so right. she turned into a bear and then by the end of the movie you see her hair loose and you know she's just embracing herself so she's free she's, she's free. free did you have this movie higher Captain? i did you did because i i just watched it yesterday so i was like i get yeah it's still fresh you know <laughs> i just i just i just feel like this movie could have been i feel like some of the aspects of this movie could have been taken more seriously like in terms from like the filmmakers I feel like the, the 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 core is there, but did we need the three brothers being like existing? All right, so this is okay. And, um, with this film, similar to Soul, you have a woman director who's she's co-directing, right? I believe the woman director was brought on to bring this mother-daughter relationship to the forefront, but then they said we need to pick so far pick. Pixar fire it up and that is where you get the characters such as the three brothers and the th the three clans you know uh wait are you talking about you said the three brothers are you talking about the her little brothers or the clan talking about her the little, little brothers. brothers do we need them running around oh that's that's Pixar that's I Pixar that's Pixar I mean, yeah what other like funny aspect would you throw in there if it wasn't the three little you brothers? don't have to throw the funny aspect they had dogs they had you know like they had things that and also the clansmen themselves, like the the clans Clansmen. and the and the father, they were oh my god. <laughs> um, but the 
the the clans themselves are really funny. Like they were like parts parts of the best part of the movie. I didn't think they were. Oh, funny. I thought they were. I thought they were funny. <laughs> the three brothers. The three brothers are your eye candy for the children. Yeah. You know, because they're coming in sets of threes, and then they turn into bears. Um, it's a good movie. Right. Um, but th- again, what you have is a disconnect between the co-directors. You know, it's like. Right. If you want it to be taken more seriously, let the woman do the whole movie, you know? And, and you know, I feel like, and there was such a, to me, there was such a disconnect between the parallel story of like uncovering the history of the four brothers and then having Merida's story. Like to me, there was, I did not understand the connection until oh, the Lady Crumb pointed it out. I think that you know, what, was like, with like more do? Yeah, Wasn't the connection do. just the witch did the, the same bear. thing? No, no. The connection was that like Merida needed to learn to stop being a brat and only caring about herself. Like that, and then the the older brother in the story only cared about himself, only cared about power, only cared about what he wanted. But in a position of power, he ended up destroying everything. That was the whole point of the story, apparently. Ah, uh, we need see, to see I missed eye it too. to eye. We need to see eye to eye, like Max and Goofy. They copy it and paste. Copy and paste, as was Turning Red. Red Ah, hair. We'll get into why Turning Red is a better film. We will get into why it's a better film. This is where it's going to get tough. This is going to get tough. Luca. uh, It's Luca. Why do you hate Um, Luca? I don't hate Luca, but Luca is not in my top 10. You just hate hate Luca. Coco. Coco, you're crazy. No. This is what was going to happen. This is what was going to happen. This is Toy Story 4. Oh, have we not done Toy Story 4? We have not done Toy Story 4. Is it the worst out of all? It's Toy Story 4. It's Toy Story 4. Is it the worst? It is Toy Story 4. No yes. way. Oh, it is my at number God. 14. The first I think Brave is better than Toy Story 4. Oh, oh. those are fighting words there. Toy Story 4 has one redeeming quality. Four what? key. Four key is the best part of Toy Story 4. Four what? Four oh, key. Four key. Four key. Four key. And you know what? You know, no, no. I, I disagree. Toy Story Am 4. I trash? <laughs> Toy that Story was funny. 4, I liked it. Toy Story 4 is a very spiritual and existential film. Like I I think it was very well done, very well made. The animation is pristine. Nobody disagrees. Nobody disagrees. And, and what do you call it? I think that like I said before to other people, and especially you, Grandmaster, the Toy Story series is really about existentialism. Like and like how humans deal with like knowing that their time on earth is limited and also that maybe that their belief systems aren't what aren't the truth that's what toy story is really about like the subtext of it toy story like toy story 4 answered such a very spiritual question and i love the message that it sent when you when your god has basically abandoned you (laughs) like what do you do go and help the community go and help other people why Find didn't Gore do that in love and thunder because because uh, he said he said i'm just gonna kill the gods imagine if what he said imagine if what he said come here bonnie let's play <laughs> <laughs> straight up chucky chucky no, i, I yeah. agree with you nino it's just when it comes down to it there are elements of toy story 4 
that make it the inferior Toy Story film. Like, I think out gonna, of all the Toy Stories, it is the weakest one. How do you have yeah. all the supporting Toy Story cast take the back seat? I didn't like in that. this movie. It's a Woody movie. No. Call it Woody Story. Toy Story 2 was a Woody movie. True. Very true. It was very Woody centered. Toy Story 2 was very Woody centered. Yes, but, it is. To, to be but, very fair, all the Toy Stories are very Woody centered. But and, this, and was, this, this was this was too much. This was too much. This, Woody. No, this is this was very much like I need to find a life outside the the community that I've already built and like just live. I think I think it's a very deep and personal film. If you like, like thematic storytelling, like like if you free yourself of the expectations of needing to have the checkboxes of having all the toys there and just go into it, it's a very good story with a very important. But story. nobody's saying that's not. But are you saying these are the reasons this film should be higher? Are you saying it should yes. be? Higher? It should be higher. I, I, I honestly, I honestly think that like, and that's why I was like, I asked uh, Dr. Jace if we were doing a tier list. Because I was gonna be like, look, it, or not a, a tier list? Yeah, a tier yeah, list. A tier, yeah. a tier ranking. Because I would be like, okay, here's the S ranking, and then Toy Story, all the Toy Story films will be above S rank. Because you can't rank them. Like to me, <laughs> all the Toy Stories took up four of my top ten, and I'm like, this is not fair. There's four good, four great movies, and they're gonna take up the top ten. Like. Of the top ten. So well, this should this should alleviate you now because Toy Story Four is number fourteen. It won't take up <laughs> anything in the top ten. Do you um, think this movie would have been higher if it was just named something else? Because I didn't see like for for me this movie was good, but I didn't see the Toy Story aspect too much of it compared to like the the other three movies. It didn't seem like a sequel out of all the um following up those 33 i mean my my main thing with it i because i i do see what you're saying because it didn't i didn't like how they did certain characters in this like buzz they made buzz an idiot for some buzz reason is the worst in, in character after toy story 2 I, yeah toy story 3 he was fine oh, in toy no, story no. 3 no, he, he was he was speaking spanish the whole time <laughs> no, he was spanish speaking spanish language. at the end no, it, it was, was like, like the middle of it. That was Spanish. Spanish buzz Spanish Spanish buzz and reset buzz. They like literally said, "We don't know what to do with Buzz. Let's make him. Let's brainwash him." Listen, and then, in, yeah, I, and, I I thought it was fine. Well, anyways, that was just Toy Story three. We'll we'll talk about Toy Story three when we get to it. But Toy Story four, I felt like they did a disservice to him. I feel like from beginning to end. They had no idea what to do with Buzz. They Correct. just gave him that silly little, uh, what's that voice in your head, Buzz? Oh, that's your that uh, that's your conscience. So Buzz takes that the entire movie, that running joke, and just runs it to the ground. <laughs> what does my voice say? Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, and he presses the buttons on his. That was, oh god, I was so aggravated every time he spoke. Because he's Woody's lap dog. That's all he is. Let me go he rescue just, Woody. Well, he wasn't like that in Toy Story One. He was. I. I, I don't know. I no, just. Buzz has always been pretty dumb, and throughout the entire Toy Story films, he's he not was just, dumb. He, no, no, no. Wait, he was just very cool. That, he was very cool, but he was also very dumb. Cruel? Like no, cool. Oh, cool. cool. Oh, 
He like, wasn't he was dumb. Cool. I, he I, wasn't I dumb as Ghost Rider too. Ghost Rider too. Like, he was like the smartest one. No, I feel like he. If, if there was like a physical problem, Buzz will be like the one like, oh, I know how to figure that out. But if you gave him like a book to read, he'd be like, I don't understand this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I guess he's not a book smart. That's not a problem. Yeah. I feel like you can do the same thing with Slinky's dumb. <laughs> Slinky is actually dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Toy Story 4. I... Toy Story 4 is yeah. very forgettable to me. It's very forgettable. Like, oh, I, I don't remember everything that happened in Toy Story 4. And it took me three times. I fell asleep the first two times. Goodness. Third Goodness. time, I was able to watch the whole thing. No, no. Way, I, no I there are parts in Toy Story 4 that I liked. Like, I liked, um, you know, when he's walking with Forky on the road and he's like basically reminiscing about like what it means to be a toy and how his yes. memories with Andy. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. There, there were some nice parts. I, um, I, Maybe I'm just a Toy Story 4 stan, like, but I loved all aspects of this movie. I loved bu the bunny and ducky. I loved- but, Key and Michael Peel, <laughs> good. I, I loved I, I love that Woody ended up giving his voice box over to this, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, her is name. It it's not Dolly, is it? Is it Dolly? No, it's something, Some somebody else. But I, I just loved like he, like gave a part of himself away knowing that he would never get it back and ultimately like he found like you know what i mean he found a way to live without being tied to an owner without being tied to a kid no i I, like, I i get that part like um. and but uh, but also toy story means a lot for me like very very me specifically i grew up i i love toy story i had a buzz lightyear collection my first, one of my first toys that I remember getting, my three first toys that I remember, like honestly getting, were Barney, Buzz, and Woody. And the Buzz and Woody would talk to each other. So, like they, to me, they were very. This was a very personal movie going into this. Like I was like very nervous. I had very high expectations. You don't touch Toy Story. I believe Toy Story, the first three, are the the best trilogy and movie. Period. And better than Star Wars. It's a quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. But he's not yes. counting the fourth one. He just means the first three. I'm, I'm saying when it came it. in, but Toy Story Four, like when I first saw it, and I, I I don't watch it often because it puts me in a place where I just start sobbing, like because I'm I'm just so moved by the storytelling. But that's because it's very yeah. personal to me. Toy I will I will admit I did tear up upon first watching Toy Story 4 in theaters. I did not tear up so much the second time I watched it, but um, I, again, it comes after a, one of the perfect, the most perfect trilogies. I, I agree with Nino, like it's it, Toy Story 1 through 3, they're, they're up there. Like, and to make a sequel to one of those movies and kind of take a different direction with it was very, it was risky to make a sequel after Toy Story 3. It was even it was more really risky. risky to make a completely different uh, type of story that exists outside of what the stories of Toy Story 1 through 3 told. Because the whole thing was like centered around Andy, you know, if he, uh, you know, being Andy's toy, getting back into the room before Andy got home. Quick, Andy's coming. And they dropped to the ground. Yeah. Um, that was Toy Story 1 through 3. 4, they did something a little bit different. That's um, why I was thinking that they should have just 
not even name it Toy Story 4. They should have just named it something Call else. It. And I, I would have liked even Bob even more for it because mm-hmm. everybody's expecting like Toy Story 4, but they gave us like a whole different branch. I mean, it's some of the same characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just what like, I. I would, have, like I would have felt like if they didn't call it Toy Story 4, no one would have gone and gone see the movie. Yeah, you you Correct. do not you do not not call this film Toy Story 4. It's only <laughs> you don't have Woody and Buzz in a movie and don't call it Toy Story. It's <laughs> listen, it's a rabbit hole. We could probably do a whole separate podcast on this because Nino actually has a really nice little uh tree of how the Toy Story films uh build off of one another and where they're leading to um Interesting. but it is toy story 4 it may not be the the toy story 4 you might have wanted uh but it's a nice little bow if you want to call also, it i would say it also is a divisive film i guess because like for a lot of the reasons like yeah maybe it doesn't feel like a toy story film but and maybe it does feel like a, an epilogue of sorts or I w- it feels like an epilogue because yeah. be an extended epilogue but it, it had a it has a great premise like what if your your owner doesn't want you and it's not just because they forgot you or grew up you're broken or anything yeah yeah um i think it's i i think it's safe where it is it could be a little bit higher but i think i had it at like number 10 uh toy story 4 but uh next up at number 13 we have do 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 inside out which i mean again like we said earlier you can argue a lot of these movies back and forth on where they're placed because um i mean this is where pixar was at its best to a certain degree um inside out uh no no not, not with inside out specifically i mean like this was during a time when like um when pixar would release a movie you like you expected top quality nowadays yeah. it's kind of like i don't know you might go to the theater and it might be uh mid-year or something <laughs> oh my god Lightyear is a pixar movie oh, pixar, no. it's a pixar movie i and i keep forgetting that and, and you know we'll talk about mid-year you know towards the end um, let me let me tell you inside out i had higher um higher expectations and so inside out so y'all you see y'all made a mistake you said pixar in the 2010s had a film come out every year that is false 2014 there was no pixar film that came out that year 2015 was the first year two pixar films came out the two films that came out were inside out first and then the good dinosaur and inside out and you could give credit to pete doctor pete doctor has not missed Pete Doctor did Monster Inc. He did Up, and then I believe Inside Out was his next thing. Inside Out was fantastic because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know. It was just good. This is really good. Uh, it was really good. Handled emotions like depression very well. I felt like, um, and it do- it, it was something where you because we kind of mentioned it with um soul where the was what soul was sold to us as was like a musical film and then the gimmick was the whole like you know afterlife thing um inside out i don't i don't consider the emotions a gimmick like you know like because you have the element of 
the the main character, the little girl, I I, I forgot her name. Is it Riley? Riley. 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 Okay, you have Riley. You have that whole aspect of her growing up as a child, moving to a new uh, city with her parents, learning to adapt in a new environment. And then you have the the, the inside part, the emotions. Um, but I feel like they work very well together. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they work well together. Is it Osmosis to Jones? The Osmosis Jones. Actually, yeah, it's kind of similar to Osmosis Jones. Wow, I've never thought about it because they're just personifications of what the girl is going through. It would have been a gimmick if Riley meets joy and sadness and goes oh, on God. an adventure with joy and sadness. You there's know? a draft. I, I There's a draft of Pixar's movie with Inside Out where I guarantee you Riley meets the emotions. I know yeah. there is. I know, oh, God. And, if and, there and, is. And, wait, and here's the, and here's the, 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 the clock, the, the clock they're up against. If Riley doesn't complete whatever and guts the MacGuffin in her brain, she <laughs> will turn into an emotion. Oh no! <laughs> That's the draft. <laughs> I there's definitely a draft. That that, that would have lost me. Uh, it just worked really well just watching because yeah, like Osmosis Jones, you just kind of see how it's playing out in her whatever part of that brain is, and I think they nailed kind of just like the child type of struggles that children go through you know or what children could go through because by the end of it i was feeling for riley i was like damn that hit moving away from it your hit. friends not knowing if your new home could be your new home and not being able to tell your parents either and saying it's okay to be sad it is okay to do oh. And, that was and, the big I love that was to me that was the chef's kiss yeah. of the how, how the, the then, yeah and then that the sadness and joy could be could coexist yes. in one place right. like that was like uh, this movie did a, like I have to give this movie a lot of respect because apparently it did a lot for like therapy and like um children's therapy and how they understand emotion I can see wow I I, I can definitely yeah. see that yeah, so th and they did a lot of research into like how the, they they displayed like emotions and memory and things like that. So th this movie should get a lot more props. It's a very important film. So and I think I think anyone with kids should at one point watch it. A hundred percent. This is one of Pixar's. I, I had this a lot higher. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. it was at thirteen. This is because what's above it. Eh, I guess some of the things above it are you could argue um so inside out 13 number 12 what's that number 12 here no oh, it's gotta be luca i'm sorry i keep saying why it. do you think you think luca's at every point you're like it's oh gotta god be i hope luca. luca's not any higher I it's gotta be so luca. good though I, i'm not maybe i'm not luca. saying it's not good it's just the way it is or maybe it's ratatouille the top no, 10 are like no 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 <laughs> It's no, it's up. Luca. Maybe it's, it's up. Maybe it's up. No, it's Grandmaster has sabotaged the tier list because he clearly knows what's next, and it's <laughs> Luca. No, it's just the other films that are left are insurmountable. Luca does not pass the other films on this Luca's, list. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna let everyone else, and then I'm gonna talk as a queer person for a second. So, Luca was fine. I, I liked it. Get it out as a non-queer person. Hurry. 
We're running out of time. Yes, we've been <laughs> going at it for quite some time. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I meant I meant because Nino is coming oh, at it from oh, a queer oh, right, perspective. Right. Okay. God. I mean, no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a cute little movie. You know, a fish out of water type of thing. It literally, fish out of water. Um, I thought I thought it was fine. I, I, again, I think I had it a little bit lower, but not just because. You know, I thought it was bad. I just thought some of these other movies that we have left were were that much better. Uh, but Luca, I feel like, was still a good return to form with Pixar after they've gotten out of their sequelitis, uh, you know, <laughs> influenza. And um, they're, 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 now they're making original movies. I feel like Luca is a respectable entry where Pixar is going back and doing original ideas. I, I think you could argue, yeah, Luca's where they really decided to make a return to form. Yeah. when it comes to originality and right and just like different perspectives and diff different things like that going to like a whole different um um what is it like country and just basing around that area is actually really really good and, um i respect it a lot and i i had it a little bit higher um and i don't know i it was like one of those movies where i actually got back into going pixar for and it it hit the it hit me as um as i wanted to hit you know fun you say that uh bombastic i it's the same thing with luca for me i was kind of like tuning out of pixar movies unless it was something like toy story 4 of course i'm gonna go see toy story 4 but the movies before that i, I was kind of like just seeing them when i could see them like, okay, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over missing out on watching this new Pixar movie day one. Luca was the one where I was like, oh, wow, Pixar actually did a did a good job again. Yeah. So now funny, I'm back into this. Funny how you say that, though, because Luca, you all, you know, Soul. Okay, back onward. Onward had to go to Disney Plus, right? Because the right. theaters were shutting down. There was a big debate whether or not Soul would be in theaters soul got the disney plus uh push as well right um well actually no soul was the pay 30 dollars and you could uh oh okay. you could watch it on disney plus or you could find a theater that was open luca back when th things kind of calmed down it was like is luca gonna be in theaters or luca gonna be straight to disney uh disney plus disney went over pixar's head they said it's going straight to disney plus <clears throat> And if you didn't see it right away, it's because you didn't have to anymore. Because you know now you have this streaming service. It right. wasn't. It wasn't thirty dollars. It was just straight up. It's there. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, um, so if when people did find Luca, they would find it was actually very enjoyable. I I, I feel the best part of Luca, and I think about it now. It reminds me of like a Studio Ghibli film, like a Miyazaki type mm. film. Okay, it's just yeah. kind of it's centered in one setting it's a relatively simplistic plot with a mythical or a magical element but it's like again they just want to win a bike race and they want a vespa <laughs> it's but very it's simple but it's like at like an onion there's a lot of layers oh, to it you there's know? a lot of layers there's a lot of layers we're not to in it. dreamworks we're not in dreamworks <laughs> right right so you know it was it was very well done there's issues of a of abandonment acceptance uh you know and all that stuff and it works i'm it 
I'm gonna uh, go ahead, Doc, Captain Falcon, because I know Nino's gonna go in. I know, um, and I don't want to say too much, but yeah, I I like the film. Um, I think that, and I'm not speaking from a queer person's perspective, but I think that they danced around the idea and they didn't acknowledge it. And that was the problem with the film is like, yeah, let's allude to it, but we're not gonna outright say it. And we're also gonna do it, uh, uh, put it right to Disney Plus and not give it like the theater time. So that was my issue was like, yeah, let's allude, let's tiptoe around it, but not actually say it. So fair enough. No, Go ahead, Nino. I, I I I agree, but finding out a lot more information, like especially I think this year that we found out that Behind they the were scenes. stopped. Yeah, they were stopped from saying it outright. Like they were they completely stopped. They're like, nope, you can only this was the most that they could get away with, but they had every intention of making Luca a queer film. I really do appreciate it because the the gimmick in this is that they can turn, you know, um, they can turn into humans, but if they get wet, they're they they're sea monsters or whatever, and whatever the mermaid merman sea, sea monsters, they're, yeah, yeah. Sea monsters. yeah, yeah, and I think I think this is a very 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 queer film, even if they don't state it, because the gimmick enhances that. This is something that they can hide but there are certain situations where they can't hide it and then they stick out like a sore thumb even though they're functionally very similar to regular people quote unquote and then having the two ladies who like were best friends and then lived together oh, yeah. and then they turned and out then they came they, out yeah that yeah, was in your face yeah that was that was that was again they tried to do so much with this film and they were like held back by like the disney overlords who think that like, oh, mentioning a wife and then cutting it out for, you know, um, light year for <laughs> cutting it out for other like countries, like art right. is okay. Like this, this was very, like, I really enjoyed this. I really, like, this is a very comfort film. I love the ending. I love the ending. The ending was not, very nice. Yeah. The train sequence. And then they don't know if they're, you know, th it's a promise to see each other next time very studio ghibli right I, I didn't even consider it. i didn't even consider like a studio ghibli comparison but now uh we're talking about it it does elicit those kind of vibes um, and i think that's why i had a higher rank because I, I love studio ghibli's movie so um like i that's that's the main reason why i was thinking like oh like i really enjoyed this film a lot no i it's it's one of the better of Pixar films um coming in at number 11 oh, we um, have a number 11 oh this is this is where you're kind of I don't know what I would it? have to say Toy Story 2 Toy Story 2 what sorry it don't, didn't, it didn't no. break my top 10 no that if Toy Story 2 is not in your top 10 then that means you you did your list wrong no my list, list is fine my bad. top 10 Toy Story 2 is not in your top 10 mine it's I, in my top I have thank two, you Captain I, I have two I have two Toy Story films in my top 10 Toy Story 2 and 4 are not one of them this is <laughs> outlandish you know what no. let me let me just break the ice already with this um it is up yeah it is what up. 
I think uh, I think I think it's fine. Uh, it has it has its intro. Everyone likes going back to the intro, saying it's sad, um, you know, very tear uh, teary eyed, and it is. It is. It is very emotional in the beginning, um, but that's uh, that's. I mean, I feel like that's all Up really has going for it, outside of the silliness with like the the dodo bird. Uh, I mean. Whoa. It has dogs. it has some subtext. It has the whole thing with um you know the house being yes. representative of the wife and yeah. him being able to let go. He's finally able to let go at the end. Uh, Literally and li- figuratively. Yes, that, exactly. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. uh, I think up has a really great visual storytelling with the house. The only problem is is that's the only great visual storytelling of that like in the entire movie right yeah no and i and i had it as my favorite film like a couple years back but i went number one your number one yeah my number one i thought it was the best but then i was like oh i rewatched it and i was like no this movie definitely has some issues and some shenanigans going on the the villain part of it was i feel like it was stretched out like they were trying to stretch things out so they they were like look let's just make a villain and let's just like have like a fight sequence things like that well and, old man fight um i will say this as far as the villain goes i forget his name but he's played by peter o'toole charles munch charles munch charles Munz, yeah um no he he he's necessary because he is what rep he's representative of what happens when you don't let go right and right. when you know you it, it becomes oh. obsession you I know. never thought of that actually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. that's totally he his to clear thing. his name with the the bird, the exotic bird, because people right. told him yeah. he was a quack, and he was like, "No, quack you," and he went to go find the bird. Yeah, and spent, and, yeah, and that's how people were starting to look at uh, Carl, right? Carl Fredrickson, right? Yeah, Mister Fredrickson. Yeah, because yeah, he was just that grumpy old man who didn't want anybody touching his house. Get off uh, my coming lawn. Coming on his porch. Yeah, get off my lawn. He whacked that guy with his cane in the beginning. Yeah. You know? And you, and you know what? This movie lost, lost a lot of points for me when you realize the original concept of the house and, you know, having people, like, take it out and not wanting to move and being in a, in a neighborhood was literally stolen from Ditto's thank you music video. Ooh, and ooh, I, I want to thank you. You lost me. No, you lost me. Oh, me you've never. You, oh, I guarantee you've heard the song. But Ditto is the okay. You know Eminem stand, like that. That song. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. Right. Yes, stand. Yes. Yeah. The song that in that that. The sample is based on, yeah, the sample, that original song's music video by Ditto was up, was literally up, except with a woman. Send it in the chat so we can can decipher this puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) There even is a bustle article. This Ditto music video and Pixar's up are way alike. Sure. Okay. I will trust. I will trust your comparison. 